Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Do you feel insecure about your intelligence? Are you afraid to put your work out into the world because you think you will be judged or criticized? Do you feel like you're the dumbest person in the room and feel super anxious about that? At work, do you often imagine yourself getting fired or just chewed out for doing something wrong, for making a mistake, for not living up to certain expectations about how smart you are? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast, and on this episode, I want to talk about how to conquer intellectual insecurity. So the way I see it, any form of negative feelings about your own intelligence, skills, or abilities is something that can and should be worked on, and it's something that you can diminish or entirely eliminate from the way that you think and feel. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't work on building your skills or learning more, In fact, those are great things to do, and you should absolutely do them. I just feel that you should not be harsh on yourself for your lack of intelligence or your perceived lack of intelligence. Those fears or negative emotions are painful and ultimately not helping you to actually perform better work. You think that by beating yourself up that you're going to be better. By saying, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, that that pattern of criticism will force you into behaviors, force you into doing better work, well, that's just not the way that it works. This way of being can leave you trapped from actually putting out good work as you become afraid to be criticized by others and of the the whip that you put on yourself oftentimes. It can make you afraid to speak up and it can leave you very short of your potential. So I want to get into some ways that you can go about working on this intellectual insecurity in order to just bring a version of yourself that is just not afraid of making mistakes, not afraid of failure. And when you're not afraid of these things, you get much better results because you are free to put your work out there and you're going to push through challenges rather than just feeling negative about yourself because you are stuck in a certain way. You're just going to keep pushing on because you don't feel horrible about yourself when you're not achieving. So number one is value equivalence. And this is essentially what this means is many people equate value or worth to a certain trait. So in this case, I would venture to guess that many of you listening to this podcast, and I know for myself it was the case that I equated my value and my worth as a person to my intelligence and to my ability to do good work or get good grades or gain approval from others by doing good work or getting good grades. And this is not an accurate reflection of human worth. We are worthy of love. We are valuable as people just by virtue of the fact that we are alive and living and breathing. And the more that we think that we need to be a certain way to deserve love, and if we aren't that way, that we deserve to be 
alone and without love and without approval. Obviously, this is a, a subconscious pattern. It is not something that we consciously think necessarily, and yet it can be running us on a deep level. So recognizing where you might be having a value equivalence in your life, and maybe it's not with intelligence, maybe it's with something else, but in this arena, in this podcast, we are talking about intellectual insecurity. Look at where you might be equating your own intelligence and your ability to do good work or show up in a certain way with your worth as a human. The next is develop a growth mindset. And I've found this to be extremely helpful in the sense that we can have this idea. One, there's the value equivalence where we believe our worth as a human comes from our intelligence, for example. But when we view, when we have a fixed mindset and we view my intelligence is fixed, I have a certain IQ, I am this smart, you know, people smarter than X IQ are smarter than me, people dumber than X IQ are dumber than me. Well, one, that's an inaccurate view of the world. We are not fixed in our abilities in really any realm, and we have the ability to grow in that capacity. But it's also dangerous in the sense that when we have this fixed mindset and we believe that we need to be better in order to be loved or worthy or to get the things that we want, to get the promotion that we want, to get the job that we want, but we have this fixed view of ourselves. I'm at this level and I need to be at a higher level to get those things, but obviously I can't because this this is fixed. Well, that's going to be super damaging and it's not going to allow us to ever achieve that thing because we don't believe that we can. It's also helpful to, rather than equating your tying your identity to where I'm at right now, my point on the graph of maybe intelligence right now, how intelligent I am currently, it's helpful to view instead I tie my identity into or I am proud of how much I'm improving, how much I'm learning, how much I'm growing, how much I am working on the way that I'm showing up in the world. That would be more of a growth mindset way of approaching things, and I have found this to be really helpful just psychologically moving through moving through my days, viewing myself as a growing person, and recognizing that mistakes and failures in the present moment are just ways of moving myself toward a better version of my future self. Next would be journaling on different situations. And I find it especially helpful to become more and more aware of what the inner critic or the, the critical voice inside your head. And you may not necessarily realize that you have one. I would question that. And maybe, maybe you find that you are just generally happy and you don't have an inner critic. But for most people, there is a voice in our head that tends to be critical of ourselves. And what this voice is really doing is it's there to keep us safe. It is, for example, if you're going to approach a beautiful woman, there is a lot for many of us, there's a lot of fear and anxiety associated with that. 
And so we have this inner voice, this inner critic that its intention is to keep us safe, to avoid rejection, to avoid not getting that result and avoid the pain of being single or the pain of recognizing that you might not be good enough, quote unquote. Well, the inner critic is going to say whatever it needs to say in order to get you to not do that thing. So it's going to hit you with things like, no, you're ugly, you're, you're not good looking enough, you're not worthy of a woman like that. This, of course, is for people who are interested in women. You can think of it in the same way if you're attracted to men or attracted to whomever. The inner critic voice is there to keep you safe, and it's going to tell you a ton of negative things in order to get you to not do things that don't feel safe on a deep subconscious level. And I find working with this inner critic, journaling about it, is so important. Speaking to the inner critic. So I'll write out a a dialogue between the inner critic and a more reasonable voice within myself. So, for example, an area that the inner critic might be beating beating myself up is at work. It might be saying, you know, no, don't send this email right now. The email's not ready to be sent. You're, you're stupid. This is not coming across correctly. You're not a good writer. You, you really shouldn't be sending this. You're not, you're not good enough to speak up on this particular issue. Let somebody else handle it. And I might respond to that. And rather than being defensive, rather than just telling it it's wrong, I'll just get curious with it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't, you don't think that I am worthy of answering this particular question. You don't think I'm, I'm a good writer. That's interesting. And you think I, I just shouldn't respond to emails because of that? And then the critic will go in again. The critic will say something like, yeah, no, I, I think you definitely shouldn't speak up here. You, you know, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You, you don't deserve to be in a position to be answering these questions. You're not, you're an imposter. (laughs) Look at my podcasts or my videos on imposter syndrome because that's, it's, it's very related to this issue. You're an imposter. You, you don't know what you're doing on and on and on. The inner critic will keep going and I'll just again, respond to it with curiosity, with empathy, with love and just ask the inner critic, why do you, why do you think that? that? That's interesting. And and because maybe I'm not the smartest person in my workplace, I shouldn't be speaking up? Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not so sure about that. I think I think that I bring a certain amount of value and I my own questions and input are absolutely valuable and I should be bringing that to the table. What do you think about that? And just letting it go off. And as you do this, you will find that there's not much behind the inner critic. It does not have a lot of evidence. It is not basing its opinions in hard, solid facts. Instead, the inner critic is just scared and irrational and illogical and just trying to get you to avoid taking action. And getting that on paper, I've found to be incredibly helpful. The next is... It's called negative visualizations. So bringing up the worst case scenario, and for many of us, at least for me, 
I find it the worst case scenario when it comes to intellectual insecurity is not being smart enough and being fired for that, being let go because I wasn't good enough, I wasn't smart enough. And just, you know, again, we can sit here and say, oh, that's illogical, don't think that. But it's helpful to, you know, our our feeling side of our brain is not logical. It operates in the world of emotion. And allowing those feelings to come up, feeling them fully, and then accepting them and allowing them to release from us is just a really powerful process. And these feelings can be running in the background constantly. And we're not necessarily realizing that. But again, take a minor situation. Again, like sending an email, there might be you know, a 2 out of 10 level of just emotional pain when it comes to sending that thing because we're afraid of what might happen, you know, if the worst case scenario happens or if some some lower scale version of that worst case scenario happens. So we we have this little bit of fear and it is in the background and it's not super prominent, but it's running us to some degree. So allowing those feelings to come up, allowing them to be there, becoming familiar with them, recognizing them, and allowing them to release is a very, very powerful and helpful process. Finally, I would say that speaking to someone about what you feel can be really helpful, and this can be in many forms. It can be telling a coworker in a certain way about, you know, I often feel or visualize myself being fired in, in silly situations. Do you ever have that? And I found a lot of people have that same, that same worst case scenario nightmare in their own heads. And it's just, it's very helpful to me at least to, to see that in other people and to have that experience, that shared experience of, man, we, we both experience this, this pain for this thing that's so unlikely. I also find that sharing this in a, you know, with people who aren't necessarily at your work, with people who are just friends, maybe family, or sharing it with more a more professional touch, sharing it with a therapist or a counselor or a coach. I myself have done coaching, and I found it really powerful to have somebody look at my own thoughts and feelings to to go into those things with me to go deep on man how do I think and feel around my own intellectual insecurity what what thoughts and feelings are coming up where am I being entirely illogical and having somebody guide me through this process and point out where I might be beating myself up entirely unnecessarily it's super helpful and they help me, oftentimes there are actions that I'm afraid to take because of something like intellectual insecurity and something like coaching can be really valuable in the sense that it will help me show up and take those actions that I've been afraid to take. Okay, so that is everything in this episode that I have as far as intellectual insecurity and how we often can have this thing that's running us. It, it is not healthy to 
allow a fear of our intelligence not being high enough to stop us from showing up as our best selves, to stop us from doing our best work, to stop us from bringing a better version of ourself to life, really. So thank you for listening to this episode. If you've made it this far, you are awesome. And if you feel so inclined, please leave a review of this podcast. That really helps me out. That really helps the podcast be seen by others. My mission is for engineers and other people, but this is specifically tailored to engineers, to hear this podcast and to see my videos and to get into developing their soft skills and to to help heal this emotional pain that we feel around things like intellectual insecurity, which I think many of us who operate in the logical world of engineering have not had much experience with, and yet it is such a helpful and powerful tool. Again, thank you for listening. You are awesome. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.